So basically, when beans are exposed to light for extended periods of time, chemical compounds in the beans can break down. This is called photodegradation, which leads to loss in aroma and flavor. This is Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and every week, my coffee friends and I are bringing you the absolute best coffee education you can find out there in the coffee verse. If you're new to the show, I'd recommend starting with the first episode. Yes, that's a long way back, but it's worth it. Go ahead, pat yourself on the back. Your coffee game just leveled up. Season one, which is quickly coming to a close, takes us on coffee's journey from seed to shelf. On the show today, we are going to talk about the best way to store coffee and i'm in the studio with stefan tribble a coffee geek friend of mine and a recurring guest on coffee 101 what's up i'm pretty good kenneth how are things good Good. so before we get into coffee storage best practices last week katie and i were talking to matt mclaughlin of starved rock coffee company And we were talking about, is good coffee too expensive? And I would argue that it's not, that it's a steal. Um, What are your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Although I've had this discussion recently uh, when I was purchasing some coffee and people were like, you paid that much for some coffee? I was like, well, don't you you buy like a, a nice bottle of wine or bottle of bourbon or something like that. I said, that's really no different. I mean, you get what you pay for. So yeah. uh, I see I see no no quarrels with spending uh, some good money to buy a good bag of coffee. And to be honest, as you said, I think sometimes it may even be underpriced because when you actually trace it all the way back and how much actually ends up in the producer's pocket. In- right. Yeah. And, you know, even when you look at the price per cup, and especially when you compare how you can do that well at home versus what you might pay with all of the little modifiers like mm-hmm. oat milk and extra foam and stuff like that at big coffee shops. Yeah, you could go, I mean, you could you could buy like two or at best three of those cups of coffee for the price that you could get, mm-hmm. we'll say nine to 15, just depending like yep. cups of coffee out of a bag of coffee for the same price. I mean, you go go buy a, an espresso shot or even like an Americana or something like that, and it's probably, you know, the price of that cup of coffee plus water starts at, to add up if you really think about it. So, yeah, if you were to do it at yeah. home and you are to get some good quality beans, sometimes it is worth spending a little extra money to, to get some good quality beans. That way you can have a good quality drink, drink at home for sure. Yeah, so once we got off recording the podcast last time, I – decided let's just let's just hit the streets equivalently in today's world which is go to social media and see what everybody else says and so through humble coffee uh, I did a poll and 16 percent of people said good coffee is too expensive 60 percent 60 60 said fairly priced and then 24 percent said it's a steal 
So I yeah. feel like that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a win for coffee. So let's talk, though, about coffee storage best practices. Because if you buy that nice bag of coffee, you definitely want to store it, store it well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've talked about multiple times on Coffee 101 that everybody in the chain is trying to, especially if it's specialty coffee, trying to do their best, their absolute best to not mess up Mm -hmm. that coffee at that stage. And so where the coffee shop or the actual at-home coffee consumer can start to step in is how they store their coffee. And you probably know this, but I'll ask you anyway. What are like the biggest enemies to coffee when it comes to freshness? I would definitely, my two top ones of probably the three or four that you're, that we may be thinking about here is definitely light okay. and, uh, and, and moisture, I think, are the two big ones. And then uh, I would say probably something like maybe maybe air and even some heat. Yeah, you know, something like that. So probably uh, temperature, the room temperature of your of your where you're storing it. You know, you don't want to store it someplace too too warm or too cold. Probably, yep. although I have heard of people storing coffee in the freezer, which I'm sure we'll may talk about. But we will. Well, yeah, we'll talk about. Talk about it. But also, one of oneers, you're going to have to listen to the next two episodes mm-hmm. after this because it is the season finale episodes and we're going to go through coffee myths so it's and like myth busting yes coffee and uh they're phenomenal as far as like the aha moments mm-hmm. even i learned some stuff and one of the things we actually did go over is you know can you store it in the yep. fridge or freezer so we'll we'll talk about that a little bit today but um We'll talk about it a lot more yep. in those myth episodes. I feel like, Kenneth, back in the day, you and I, I think I did, we did some experiments on storing coffee at one point, if, if I remember correctly, yeah. a long time ago. We were when we were doing like uh, live, live uh, shows. Yeah, yeah, live shows for Humble Coffee. That's right. We did. And um, so, yeah, so you're right. The biggest enemies are air, moisture, heat, and light. And so we can kind of bounce off each other, but what I'd like to do is go through exactly why those are enemies to freshness and then what we can do as consumers to basically you know combat that Mm -hmm. so let's start with air Um, oxygen is great for us it's bad for coffee beans Mm -hmm. so when beans are exposed to air they oxidize and and what that means is Think about it like rust. I mean, rust, I mean, metal exposed to air, rust over time. And coffee beans don't rust, but mm-hmm. that's that's the yeah. same kind of concept. And this, and, and we'll say this for basically all of them, honestly, affects the flavor and the aroma. Yep. Yeah, I think it's kind of, kind of makes it stale. And definitely if you leave almost any kind of food product out too, an agricultural product out, you know, to exposed to air, it kind of starts to, Degrade. Degrade, and you get that stale property. Right. Obviously, it loses its flavor, texture, things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. So then, what can we do as far as specific to air? Um, What are some things that we can do? Definitely, uh, you know, if it's a good quality bag, you know, make sure you're sealing that in the bag that you purchase it in. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, it's got a one-way valve on it. Yep, and the one-way valve 
what it does is it lets the oxygen, which we don't want there, it lets it out, mm-hmm. but doesn't let new fresh oxygen in. So, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying, you know, that's definitely the, the big thing. I, I store a lot of my coffee in, in the original bags, depending on, you know, normally I go through coffee on a regular basis. So <laughs> yes, I don't do. have to worry about uh, only a couple of days of it sitting there. Uh, but then, obviously, there's other canisters and things like that. I know definitely um, some different, some of our favorite coffee brands out there um, that make different coffee gear, make yeah. different types of canisters that are either just airtight, dark canisters, or even some canisters that you can remove the oxygen from the canisters that yeah. definitely help. I've got a really cool, um, I like fellow mm-hmm. canister I actually thinking about there. that, um, you know, once you put everything in there, it like, you, it's almost like you, you, you rotate the, the top mm-hmm. of it, of the sealed part back and forth. And it, it's almost, it, it's almost like it pumps that air yep. out and it will tell you, it's got a little indicator on there, you know, when it has, basically sucked yep. you know a satisfactory amount of air out and you almost get your morning workout in too as you're yeah you know, yeah yeah it's a <laughs> it's a a really hip and cool looking yep. uh storage vessel but so when it comes to air basically one-way valves vacuum stuff like that are things that are good at preventing air mm-hmm. which prevents staling mm-hmm. okay moisture so moisture is something, you know, if you think about beans are considered like a dry good and the moisture level in the bean, even green before we roast it is pretty low and it gets significantly lower through roasting. So it's going to want to absorb moisture from the air around it. And when it does, it can pull in what I would call some of the smells Mm -hmm. from that air around it. Have you ever had that happen? Or, and it doesn't even have to be with coffee. I mean, yeah. I can think of some examples, but you, do you, you have yeah, definitely you can think of stuff that you store in the, the fridge, stuff like that. A lot of times, that's why you stick you some bacon soda in the fridge. So hopefully that that absorbs the smells and the odors. Right. That way, that stuff doesn't get into your leftovers and other other things in the fridge. So definitely see all those properties and characteristics and carry over to coffee. Yeah. Um, yep. But definitely yep. moisture. I've definitely had had beans where I've been in a humid environment and coffee just feels wet as it goes to the grinder because it's probably picked up a little bit of extra moisture content yeah okay so as a tangent here i have a great idea for all of y'all aspiring barista champions out there or brewers cup champions out there i I think it actually would be interesting to like have a controlled environment where you allow moisture and there's stuff around it, like whatever, blueberries or whatever you pick, that that you, you want to see if you can get into the actual flavor of the coffee through moisture. Mm-hmm. I think that would be interesting. Be really interesting. Build some kind of a... Yeah, some little box or yeah, something. controlled, enclosed environment that you store the coffee along with some the other stuff kind of product. You want. Yeah. yeah. And see what happens. Yeah, I think that would be cool. This would be uh, a lab coat time, you know, we need to yeah. put the lab coats on and figure this out. Yeah, so what you can do, though, even if you're not a barista champion or a Brewer's Cup champion and you're just at home, is you can at least try to store your coffee in a dry place. So probably not the fridge, 
maybe the freezer, you'll have to listen to the <laughs> season finale episodes coming up. But you can definitely store it on the countertop, probably in the pantry, stuff like that. And also be careful of temperature fluctuations because that can lead to condensation. Yep. I feel like, uh, to me, I'm thinking coffee should be stored like potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Dry, cool. That's what most, that's what most people would say. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's move on to heat. So think about it like this, this, whether it's in your body, things working when you have a fever or it's a banana that is on the kitchen counter versus in the fridge. Um, anytime you have a hot or hotter temperature, then things are going to stale and degrade mm-hmm. quicker. I'm thinking leaving potato salad out on a, on a hot day on a picnic table. Oh, it mm. doesn't sound very appetizing. No, because you start getting those flies. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, no. no. Hey, I'll tell you something. Listen, yep. this is like, this is going to show the redneck in me, <laughs> but we're about to bring it out on the show. Okay. So I went to a. Like a, it was like a company. It wasn't the company that I was with, but it was a company picnic, like all kinds of people. So they had this huge spread of like potluck stuff Mm -hmm. that was outside on a table and like they had some chitlins. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if people don't know what chitlins are, you can look it up Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to tell you (laughs) because we're not going to go there. It's a show about coffee. Not it's a about show about chillings. coffee, but I thought, okay, okay, I'm I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try the chitlins, mm-hmm. and and to this day, I actually never have tried chitlins, but I'm a pretty uh, brave foodie, mm-hmm. um, so I'm willing to. But the problem was, is that of all the food on the table, the flies only were chilling out. On the chitlins. Mm. And like, I was like, no, no, I was like, I can't, I just can't do it. So anyway. So you definitely don't want heat around your coffee or (laughs) flies around your coffee. Yeah. And if, yeah. And if you have, if you have moisture and heat, Mm -hmm. you definitely don't want chitlins by your coffee. Correct. Because then it would infuse that and that would be ho-ho horrendous. Yeah, probably so. Yep. Okay. So. We will move back to nicer you know, <laughs> things here. Um, so the short of that is if you have an option between cooler and warmer storage, you know, tend towards cooler mm-hmm. storage. And our final enemy to coffee storage is light. So basically when beans are exposed to light for extended periods of time, chemical compounds in the beans can break down. This is called photodegradation which leads to loss in aroma and flavor. So what can we do to combat that? Stored in an opaque container. Yes. So a container that is dark colored that doesn't allow light in that you can seal up. Uh, so probably going back to like our fellow example. Right. Um, most of those coffee, specific containers for coffee are made of sometimes metal, maybe plastics, but a lot of times metal, but something that is a, does not allow light in that seals seals really well it doesn't allow yeah yep so so opaque um and honestly i even got a little confused 
and wasn't a hundred percent sure on the word opaque because I always thought like in my head I always thought opaque like I always thought of like Tupperware like a little transparent correct but like not like you know whatever that you couldn't see through but so so I looked it up yeah that's what I've always considered opaque would be Tupperware Tupperware so I looked it up and opaque means and forgive me one of wonders y'all are probably way smarter than I am on this <laughs> and and you knew this but. Opaque means not able to see through, so and not transparent. So, so yes, it would be your things where they don't let light in, and that's what you want is you don't want to let the light in. So, those are our four things, and those are things that you can do to combat staleness in your coffee and store things well and keep things fresh. Stick with us. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee One Hundred and One. Okay, okay, so you're learning how to store coffee and how to keep it fresh. So if you're going to go to this extent to learn about and figure out how to best store your beans, don't you want some of the best beans so that you can get the best out of this new knowledge that you have? Look no further than Humble Coffee. Humble Coffee batch roasts twice weekly and they will deliver fresh so just go online to umblecoffee.com or check in the show notes below and get yourself some humble coffee now let's get back to the show for this final section for the episode today what i'd like to do very briefly is you know let's say that you find a coffee and you're like, I wonder if this is fresh. So what are some things, Stefan, you can think of that we would look for as consumers to say, okay, eh, yeah, this is probably fresh. Yeah. I think for me, the, the twofold buying coffee. First is if you have a local coffee shop, go support them. Yeah. Go buy their local coffee. Uh, or if they use a, one of the specialty coffee brands, you know, you could buy your coffee from them. Yeah. You can always always order online from some specialty coffee companies. Humble Coffee, one of the one of the major ones we definitely recommend. Yep. Uh, but definitely buy local if you can, or buy from a source that you you know where those beans are being roasted. Um, yep. If you do go to a big box store, though, I think you know first of all start scanning the shelves. Probably avoid those names that you've seen and heard and that your grandpa drinks. Mm. Um, and then start looking around. Unless yeah. your grandpa is a hipster. <clears throat> That's true. I mean, we are, it is 2022, so I'm sure there are some hipster grandpas out there. For sure. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> look look at the shelves, look at some interesting packages and, and coffee, see where they're from. Hopefully, you know, as we've talked about before in previous episodes, does it tell you where the coffee's actually from? You know, is it whole bean or ground? We definitely would probably suggest whole bean, or always suggest whole bean. Yeah. Uh, if you, especially if you have a grinder at home. Uh, and then start looking at the package. I think that's the next big thing is see if you can find a roast state. Yeah. Uh, because you definitely want something that uh, has been roasted very recently. Yeah. Not something that's been sitting there for uh, a year or something like that, or even six months maybe. You know, you don't you want something. Right. And even like we've talked about in the past, um, and we'll put a link in the show notes today on this episode that we did just a few back on coffee packaging. But one of the big things was if the packaging itself just is more appealing, higher quality, 
has that one-way valve, aesthetically pleasing, um, has some kind of engineering factors that you don't even realize that, um, you know, make it impressive, then that probably means that they're putting that much quality into the bean, which would include trying to gear it towards you buying it and using it fresh. Correct. And a lot of times you'll see some of the coffees, too, that you end up in the store, especially from some maybe specialty places um, that do care, and they put a lot of effort and time and money into the packaging, could even nitrogen flush the bag. So they're That's gonna, true. Yeah. They're going to pull the air out, pump it through, and that way it, it's going to hopefully keep it even fresher. Yeah, so a roasted on dates, um, a one-way valve. Um, another, you said this, and... I just want to make sure, because we really haven't hit on it heavy until now, is whole bean versus ground. So ground coffee is going to degrade way quicker than whole bean, and it has to do with surface area. Mm -hmm. So you are allowing that oxidation of the coffee to happen to way more coffee way quicker when it's ground, and there's like, you know, I don't know how many times more surface area to ground, yep. you know, per bean, but it's got to be astronomical. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so that's something to think about. So if 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 at all possible, get you a grinder, pre- preferably a burr grinder. We'll get into that more in season two of Coffee One Hundred and One when we talk about coffee's journey from shelf to sip. But get you a burr grinder. And uh, that'll help as far as the freshness goes. And I'll even speak to my my crazy coffee philosophy of how I purchase, okay, store, do it, grind and brew would be. First of all, I, I try to rotate through a few different coffees, yeah, um, and I try not to keep too many coffees in the cabinet because I know I can't go through them quick, quick enough, right? Although I do have maybe a little tip that if you're getting to the end of a shelf life on a coffee, what you make it do to <clears throat> extend it or something would okay. be. Go ahead. Tell but us I, that. <laughs> but I, I always look to buy coffee that's probably roasted within the past week or two. Okay. Uh, that way it's at hopefully peak peak freshness. Yeah. I'm going to store that either A, sealed off nice in its packaging, hopefully with a one-way or with a one-way valve in my uh, my coffee cabinet area that I have in my <laughs> kitchen. Because, yes, yes we, we have an area just for coffee. Uh, that way it's nice and dark stored or it's stored into in a, in a opaque container. Uh, container that's sealed up and then i always weigh and grind fresh uh-huh. and brew within just a few minutes of grinding so hopefully yep. within 15 or 20 minutes of grinding i'm already starting that brewing process so that way i hopefully i see a nice beautiful bloom on that coffee see the co2 being released and then i've got a fresh cup of coffee and then hopefully i'm enjoying it yeah immediately well and so don't forget your little trick i want to ask you about that but one point that Stefan brought up there is if you have a coffee and you're unsure how fresh it is, when he's talking about the bloom, what that is is if a coffee is fresh and you do, like, let's say a pour-over or even you pour into an AeroPress or, or something, any, any of that, um, the coffee should like almost like rise up like a I don't know how, how would you describe that like it 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 rises up almost like a like a semicircle mm-hmm. I don't yep. know how better to describe yeah. it 
Um, and what that is, it's going to kind of puff up, kind of on top, but it's the CO two and all that stuff. Yeah, it's 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 degassing um, very quickly mm-hmm. because it's very fresh because you just ground it, and all of these gases are trying to get out of there, and so that is one other way that you can tell that it's it's really fresh is if it what we call blooms. Mm-hmm. And again, we'll get into what that means more in. Um, season two but to me yeah i i like seeing a good bloom on a coffee um so you were saying one little trick a little trick well this is a how to how to effectively use your coffee you know that's that maybe is getting towards the end of its shelf life or maybe you've you've kind of done with that you moved on to some other coffees i uh always keep cold brew in the fridge so this may be controversial for some people but i always keep cold brew in the fridge rotating through i've got two little hario devices that i'm always rotating through on my cold brew and so a lot of times i'll i'll take that coffee that maybe is towards it's got a quarter bag left or something like that and it's getting towards the end of its time yeah and it's past maybe where i'd want to do a pour over or something like that with but i'll grind it coarse yeah. put it through the cold brew process and in my opinion brewing it that way steeping it overnight yeah. on the counter that way in a cold brew process to me I don't taste as much of its significant taste or difference in that. Obviously, if, if you would, if you were to try to brew that fresh, and maybe there would be some taste differences with, with a pour-over. Well, and, yeah, and I think you bring up a good point because cold coffee mm-hmm. is not going to release as many volatiles as far as aromatics in the air. Mm-hmm. So if you do have a coffee that is getting closer to not on peak for its freshness then you may not necessarily be losing anything in switching that over to a cold brew Mm -hmm. because you may not get those aromatics anyway correct so yeah i think that's a great point then sometimes i'll mix a few different bags together in cold brew which just comes out with a weird concoction of different but still good yeah cool All right, that's all we have for you today. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and I was joined in the studio today by my good, good coffee friend, Stephen Tribble. I want to thank all of you for listening. You have been here through all of season one, and it's quickly coming to a close, and we appreciate you listening. We appreciate all of the feedback that we have gotten through reviews and through direct messages on Humble Coffee's Instagram, and you guys are awesome. Um, so it's a, it's an honor, uh, honestly, for me to just kind of dole out the coffee education. And so keep up the good work at telling at least one friend about Coffee 101 and give us a review mm-hmm. if you haven't. And we will catch you next time on Coffee 101. Love y'all. Peace. Thank you.